Welcome to Grand Canyon University's Teaching Tips, a survey of educational improvement. And now here are the hosts of today's Teaching Tips, Joshua Sagata and Mark Trollinger. And welcome back to a very special edition of Teaching Tips. My name is Joshua Sugata. And I'm Mark Trollinger. Mark, it is not very often that we get to bring in two very special people that work with us every day that tell us how much they enjoy working with us. In fact, I don't think it's ever happened. But aside from that, we drug two people in. But the reason why it's such a special occasion is I don't know, Mark, if you were aware, but in the news right now, There's a lot of information about the coronavirus or a lot of communications about COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus. And there seems to be a lot of uncertainty and there are people not experiencing peace or having hope. And so we're hoping that we can kind of bring up just a special episode where we can help people live with faith over fear and maybe focus on some good things that we can do as faculty members to be a light in the world where we serve. And and if we are a faculty member who serves on the ground campus and we were told, hey, guess what? You have to convert everything to online for the rest of the year, and you're kind of in panic mode trying to figure out how to do that. We're, we're hoping that we can kind of put your minds at ease and, and, again, provide you some hope with that. And so we have two very special people that are going to converse with us. One of them is Georgette Gorman. And she has served within faculty training development for several years. And Mark, you you tell me daily how much you admire and respect. That's right. And and I I'm not even going to mention the fact that she's your boss. Like you just <laughs> beside the point. Like you you said if there was a humanitarian award, I believe that's a quote. That, you, that is true. It would, it go, would to go to her. her. Yeah. yeah. And then we also have Tiffany. Tiffany, you are newer to the department, but it's been great. You're just a bowl full of wonderful positive energy. Very bubbly personality. We love working with you daily. So we said, hey, can you bring some of that energy, bring some of that personality to the show? So I'll let them just tell a little about themselves, how long they've been here and where they serve. And then we'll just go ahead and jump right in. Georgia, we'll go ahead and start with you. Well, first, thank you for having us. We're excited well, to be here. here. This is a new experience. I am Georgette Gorman, and I teach psychology classes. I, I think it's been seven years okay. on ground, so I'm going through this with many faculty, and so I kind of understand some of what they're going through, and we're just here to help share information and positivity, like you were saying earlier. So thank you again for having us. And so prior to that, with curriculum development design, correct? Yes, I was an analyst. Awesome. And so she has a lot of great experience within systems and, and analytics that we actually lack, and she's overall <laughs> just a better person than us. So we'll go ahead and, and move over to <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany, welcome. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. My name is Tiffany Newell. I am going to be celebrating my one-year GCU Woo! anniversary. It's been a year already. Wow. Yeah, next month. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Big year anniversary. April That's awesome. 8th, yes. So I'm excited to be here. And tell us, what college do you typically work with within our department? I work with COE. College of Education. College of Education. Yes. All right. What's your favorite part of being within FT&D for the last year? Oh, my favorite part is just getting to meet all the different people and all the different personalities and how the whole university kind of comes together with all these different personalities and it's just so welcoming and positive and I really really I enjoyed that part getting to help and just being available to help. Awesome and I know for, for those of you listening if, if you received the the GCU digest which is the faculty email 
Uh, it's called the Faculty Digest. That's where you put a little of your personality into that, and so you send that out weekly. So if you haven't had a chance to read that, please check your inbox and do so. And just know that's that's a little bit of Tiffany love right there coming out at you every week, every week. So Georgette, when we're talking about you know the news, and it's you know no one has to look too far social media wise. You know you see people taking pictures of empty store shelves or whatever, and and I get it. And people, there's stories every day of toilet paper missing, and some people make light of it, but then some people are like, hey, we got to social distance, and so. Within that, there is life, and a lot of people maybe they were they're forced to stay home and they can't go out. So I'm hoping we can talk specifically because our department deals with faculty. What are some encouraging things we can provide for faculty that usually are used to teaching face to face and having that interaction? That all of a sudden they're told, "Hey, you need to stay home and, and go ahead and hold your class online." Well, first, I think that um, the resources page that we created for faculty, that would be like the primary thing I would guide people to because okay. we're, we're currently building it and adding to it as we go. So as we see needs, we're going to continue to add to it. So I think there's a lot of good resources out there. But even first and foremost, I would say review your syllabus. You know, look and see what's happening, what's coming up with an eye especially towards thinking about what you can do to change to make it successful for your students. Maybe reevaluate your goals along those same lines. And always reaching out. Faculty training and development is here, not physically, because we'll be working from home for a while, but we're available um, Mm -hmm. all the time for faculty. If they have any questions, we're very happy to walk them through it. So just knowing they're not alone out there, that we're, you know, going to support them through this process. Yeah. And so the site you mentioned, the Faculty Health Response Plan, is available on the Faculty Resource Center. So what Georgette's referencing is we have placed announcements on there frequently, asked questions. You can absolutely get there through the Faculty Resource Center homepage. It is linked there, uh, which is inside of every classroom. So if you just need a starting point or, as Georgette said, you know, review the syllabus, you might be thinking, well, how, how am I going to do this online? Well, a lot of people have been calling us with uh, Zoom questions. So oh, Zoom gosh. is an online video conferencing platform that is currently free for faculty to use. And so we have instructions for that on there. Uh, On the Faculty Resource Center, we have things like Loom. Loom is another video program that Mark and I have talked about in previous episodes, Mm a Web 3.0 tool, to where you can reach out and and talk with your students through Mm -hmm. that way and create it. And so I love love the fact, because we always talk about continuous learning on the show. And so I think this presents a unique opportunity where when we're forced out of our regular environment of meeting face-to-face, we have to ask, how can I be creative to think outside the box to, to connect with students? And so maybe the obvious one is is Zoom, but as Georgetta said, okay, look at your syllabus because this might be the 15th time you've taught this course or the 20th or the 30th and you're just in autopilot mode. What can you add in that's unique to what we're dealing with culturally right now? What do you have to say to that, Tiffany? Well, I think that the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to look at this as an opportunity. Absolutely. So we have a lot of opportunities right now to be able to try some of these new things, like you mentioned, Zoom, Loom. And what's really awesome, too, is that some of us might find that we have a little bit more time, right? So we are also extending grace to our students, and they may not be logging in at the exact time of our class. So we have a little bit more leeway, too, to get some of these options available for our students. And so in order to do that, obviously, we're going to have to communicate. 
you know, with, with our students so openly. So I know that's big with you, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and so do you recommend that? Cause a lot of faculty might be like, well, I put my one weekly announcement. Like what's the obvious answer to that during the situation? where I think right? we have to keep in mind that these students are ground students typically. And so the online is not their comfort zone necessarily. So I think when we post announcements, we need to post them everywhere. Announcements, QTI, also send them a remind. We're trying to capture them whatever way we can and then to be consistent and to be present, you know, posting a lot, even if it's just, hey, just checking in with them. I think that's important in terms of communication and then letting them know what the plan is. Right. Um, Students are going to be focused on how are you going to grade participation Mm -hmm. And how are you going to help me with my assignments? Right. right. That's, those are the questions we get all the time. Right. Let them know ahead of time. And also extend to them, let them know that we'll be applying grace. You know, mm. everybody is going through something and we're all going to handle it differently, but we just need to be accepting and be patient with one another while, while we go through this. The one thing I told my students, which I think is really important, is I think a lot of our private forums are going to blow up. Yes. You know, we're going to be hit with a ton because that's their main way of communicating yeah. with us if they can't be face-to-face. And I have 93 students in my class. Wow. If all of them ask me a question on one day, that's yeah, like that's, lot, that's, that's like nice. five pages wow. of private forms. Wow. So I've told my students, this might happen. Reach out to me. Continue to reach out to me. If it gets buried and I can't find it, go ahead, nag me. If you feel yeah. like you're nagging, that's fine. We'll get it taken care of eventually. We'll figure yeah. it out. But to not stress out about it. Gotcha. And and I, I think, Tiffany, you hit on this. You said try something new. So I really enjoyed it because Mark and I have spent time talking about different you know, Web 3.0 or, or ways to connect. And I think a fear for most faculty, they haven't done it. They go, what if I try it and I fail? And you're saying this is a great, great opportunity because mm-hmm. if, say, you try – Loom, because you know we we just mentioned Zoom, which is a live web conferencing. So if you if you are creating an announcement that you want stagnant, Loom might be a good option. L O O M, Loom and Zoom. It's kind of great that they're <laughs> so closely named there. But if you don't know Loom, like we have resource for. So Tiffany's saying, try it out. Because even if you fail at it, or like your video is goofy, your guess what? Your students are going to understand that this is new for you, and it might be a great time to learn with them. And that might be a great connecting you know point for them too, where they go, oh wow. This guy or, or, or lady or, you know, whoever is in the same boat I am, and they're, they're trying to get through this just like I am. I think the, the biggest thing we need to, to do is communicate with our students mm-hmm. and kind of let them know, hey, I'm going to try this Loom video. You're going to like, give them direction. You're going to click on a link, and you're going to see my face. And, you know, right. when I've done this in the past, as I have some experience teaching online, um, I the first time I did it because I was a first time online instructor, I told them please disregard my my baggy eyes or whatever it <laughs> right. was because right. it is awkward and I've even said that too. This is this was a little awkward talking to myself. Uh-huh. So, I'm sorry, but I wanted to share this information with you. And it's really simple. It's just a link. They go ahead and they click on it and then you can see who viewed it. And I've even had a Loom video where I went over the assignment. So Uh I showed my screen. I went over the assignment using Loom. And I said, here are my expectations. You can refer to this as many times as you need to. The first time I did that, I actually posted it in the QTI. Questions to Instructor Forum. Question to Instructor Forum. Also in the announcements with my weekly announcement, And in there, I said, if this is something you prefer, please go ahead and like it or let me know and I'll continue to do this. So getting that feedback from students and just, you know, remaining open with them, letting them know what's going on. 
And to piggyback off of that, what I've found since we're moving online and I'm thinking about how am I going to teach this topic six, which is coming up. And what I'm what I'm finding is that for each day that we meet and for the beginning of the week, I have an overall. So an announcement for each day and the overall. The overall is going to be like a calendar and an agenda. You know, this is new. We're new, right? We, we haven't been teaching online and you haven't been going in the LMS as much as you usually do. So the first thing I want you to do is maybe watch my PowerPoint or read this part of the textbook, follow the study materials. Here are additional resources, have those ready, and then go ahead and with your activity. So I have a couple of activities, and this is how you will be earning your participation points. And I think a good thing with Zoom and Loom is – you know, the instructor and the students are used to meeting in person. So there's that social mm-hmm. aspect of it. And now that's gone, mm-hmm. right? So using these technologies, that's a way to bridge that gap. And they, you know, see the face again. And it's it, it kind of helps bring them through this difficult time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good opportunity for students to get to know us at a different level, like to see how we react to the pressure. I mean, we're yeah. modeling what they sh- how they should behave, so I think we need to keep that in mind. You know, if we're forgiving of ourselves, then they'll be forgiving of themselves too. Yeah. If I, you know, admit to them that I'm, I'm not sure about something, then they'll feel safe to admit to me they don't know right. something. I think I'm looking forward to seeing them in their homes, in right. their environment, where I think yeah. I'll see a different different kids, really, or different right. students, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I've told told them that when we Zoom the first time, if they have an animal, I want to see. That's so, great. you know, pick That's up great. your animal and put them on your lap so that we can, you know, get to know each other at a different level. So I think it's a really neat opportunity. I think, though, when we're making videos, and I did this the first time I started using videos, um, and so I think a lot of other people might have the same experience, but be forgiving with yourself. Don't necessarily make 17 versions before you post it. They like to see our mistakes, right. you know, and they're, it's a YouTube generation. They're used to these little amateur videos. So mm-hmm. feel free to make mistakes and laugh it off and post it for them. I think it's also, I mean, it's a good lesson like for them in their future jobs or just in life that, you know, sometimes there are challenges and you have to learn how to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a, a great experience and, and showing mm-hmm. that, hey, we can do this and, and still meet the results that we want. I think we should also be careful about putting too much pressure on ourselves. Our instruction is not going to be at the level that we are going to expect from ourselves. And I think that that's okay to do our very best and to know, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this at this level, but I'm going to try and I'm going to communicate. I'm going to put in the question to instructor forum or Mm -hmm. create a DQ or, or something that I can you know, get that information and have that collaboration with my students. You might go into SIR and find some of our different apps we've used like Padlet or Flipgrid or mm-hmm. Edpuzzle and we've shared those resources and maybe you want to try them with your students. But at the same time, we can't have these stringent expectations that every student is going to do it or we are going to do every single app that's out there. We're going to, you know, we got to try to, what can we do? What have we used in our class before? What are our students familiar with? And let's see who does it. And just like Georgette said, extend that grace and, you know, have some fun with it because you're going to find that you're going to build 
relationships with your students that you may not have built before because some students may be more comfortable online or Mm -hmm. sharing things that maybe they didn't share in class. And so this is an opportunity to strengthen relationships and maybe build some new ones too. I love that. I'm so glad you mentioned the other platform because you might have an instructor who's like, hey, I'm all about Skype. And so, you know, okay, great. We're not saying you have to use Zoom. And if Loom isn't up here, but you like Screenomatic and you're used to use Screenomatic, like you, there's so many ways, load your videos into your own YouTube channel, put the link, you know, like whatever, like whatever works, works. And and I, I keep hearing you guys say grace, 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 like just for yourself, for your students. And then that allows the authentic transparency to show, which builds community. And, you know, who knows how that's going to impact, as Mark was saying, your students and, you know, whether it's in their their job or, or with the academic environment. So uh, I love it. I love all of it. Are there some final thoughts that you would love to leave us with, Georgette? I think Tiffany made a good point about using technology that the students are already familiar with. So if you've used it in your class, think about a way to do it asynchronously. And also she made another point about don't feel like you have to use every app. You can absolutely accomplish what you need to very, very simply. If it's not your nature to incorporate technology, do not put that pressure on yourself to do that. That's good. Tiffany? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I was I hoping you'd we're... be like, no, I disagree. Let's just, <laughs> let's go ahead and I, make I, this controversial. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm guilty of overthinking things. Okay. And I want to try everything. And when it comes down to it, what do, what do my students need to know? And how will I know they know it? And that's really what we're doing in our classrooms. And so we're just flipping it online. What do they need to know? Here are some resources for them to learn it. I am a resource. I am available to them, whether it is Zoom or the private forum even. But I'm available to them. And then there's their assessments. Maybe we have a, a, a question we ask in the question to instructor forum or the discussion question. And we're, we're still doing our classroom assessment techniques try to do a few of those and then make sure they understand their assignment and then grade it. And just to repeat what Georgia said earlier, for faculty to reach out to faculty training and development mm-hmm. if, they, if they have questions. You know, we are here and, and maybe a lot of them haven't taught online before. I mean, all the students should have at least some experience because they had to have the university success. May, may have been a long time ago, so maybe they don't remember that, but some of the faculty maybe are unsure where to go. So we're, you know, we're always here for them and and can answer whatever questions they have. I love it. So in the times of what may seem like uncertain turmoil, I I really, it was really neat because I know social media is a very powerful tool, right? It can be used very positively and negatively, and we're not here to debate that. So I got really inspired this week by uh, one of my wife's really good friends who's decided to use social media for a positive influence and try to encourage people. So what she does is whenever she's at a store, when, whenever she sees shelves that are stocked and they're full, she'll take pictures of those and put them up and just remind everyone, hey, we still have enough. Don't worry, there's no need to panic. Uh, just to try to encourage everyone along those lines, I wanted to share a little devotional. One way that I like to bring positivity into my life and encouragement is by using the Version Bible app. And so every day I get... Uh, a little blog notice or devotional. And so today's verse may seem a little odd to people because it's it's Matthew 8.27. It might not be the verse you normally think of when you go, peace, and, and oh, I want to be encouraged, but it's really short. It's, what sort of man is this that even winds in the sea obey him? 
And so the reason why it may seem odd to you is if you don't have the context for it, because you might be used to verses, you know, about God loving the world, you know, John 3.16, or God's in control. And so this kind of touches on that. And the context is the disciples are hanging out with Jesus on a boat, and this life-threatening storm erupts. Instead of looking to Jesus and focusing on him, they actually do physically see him sleeping peacefully, and he's just peaceful in this calm. And then instead of looking at his reaction to what's going on and being at peace, they wake him up and they're basically saying, why aren't you afraid? If you're familiar with the story, he actually does wake up, sees their fear, and he calms the storm. And so there's three lessons that this blog touched on that I thought was very applicable to what we're going through. God has the power over every storm. That's the first, first lesson. If the wind and the waves don't concern you know, God or Christ, then they shouldn't frighten you. We can faithfully trust God in the middle of whatever storm we're in, whether whether it's a job crisis or uh, food issues or, you know, toilet paper, um, or going to the online environment when we're used to -to face-to-face. You might not be able to change your situation, but you can choose to faithfully trust God in those uncertain circumstances. Lesson number two is fixing your eyes on Jesus leads to peace. So if you're looking for peace, try focusing your eyes elsewhere other than media, Are you looking at the size of the storm or turning towards the one who can calm it? It's only by focusing on God who knows every outcome that you can navigate any situation with his wisdom and his peace. And the third is Jesus is always, always in your boat. It's easy to focus your fears on your fears when you can't control your future, but thankfully Jesus knows your future and he's always by your side. And he calls you to live by faith, not by sight. So again, just to recap, We just want to trust God that he has power over every storm. This is not a surprise to him. He's fully aware of what's going on. We fix our eyes on Jesus, and that can lead to peace. And then remember, he's been through this before. He's there with you now, and he's going to see you through the future. So reach out to him today. Great way to do that, version app. We don't get money for saying that. I'm just letting you know it's a free Bible app. It's a great one. If you are a faculty member and you want to start putting verses in your classroom, great. Be that beacon of hope and light for students and bring a calm to their storm. And so I appreciate Georgette, Tiffany, just on a moment's notice being willing to drop everything, come up here and and help Mark and I uh, with a special timely episode. So we'll go ahead and wrap things up today for the special episode of Teaching Tips. My name is Joshua Scotta. And I'm Mark Trollinger. 